0: Hello, everyone. My guest today is Derek Wang. He's a CEO and co-founder of Stratified. Wang grew up in Beijing and received a PhD in computer science from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Along with two other co-founders, he began conducting government funded research on the ways AI could be used to ingest, analyze and visualize unstructured data. That's what Stratified is working on today. Derek, you ready to take us to the top?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is
0: Derek. Uh, good to be here. So, Derek, is this, is this a real company now or is this like a government-funded grant sort of thing?
1: It is absolutely a real company. Five years in, and oh. uh, globally, we're about 120 people. And um, yeah, it is very real company now.
0: So, for those that missed your first interview with me, uh, which I believe was back in Ju- June 18th of 2018, give some quick context here. When did you launch the company?
1: So I launched the company back uh, back in January 2015. Really, out of a uh, feeling that I remember very vividly, like you said, it was with government contract and university work primarily, but more so it's on the frustration. So part of this is I'm a computer science professor, but you have a lot of uh, business school students, civil engineers, mechanical engineer students coming and saying, hey, professor, I want to leverage machine learning to do some impactful work. However, have to turn them around because turn them away because they don't have the coding background, and that's why I started Stratify of saying, "Hey, let's build one platform that can shorten the period for people to leverage uh, analytic platform to do their uh, work and help them to find data and hidden data stories that they may be interested in telling." in the business
0: world. So Derek, let's dive into a real example here. There's so many big acronyms in this space. and There's a lot of competition. I wanna get really specific on how somebody is using you. You have the Capital One logo featured on your website. How are they using you?
1: So I would not, so as an enterprise company, I can't really tell specific use case, but generally let me share you what people are using us Well, for, no, Derek, right? try, so, I, I
0: really wanna, if you can't use Capital One, use somebody else. I want a specific example of how someone's using you. So there's no ambiguity.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, so one of the large financial companies that are using us, so in a way where you can think about this, in this current financial situation, they are pressured to release product to gain market structure, right? So traditional marketing campaigns or A-B testing are out of the picture. They don't have the luxury to respond to that. So this large financial service company for primarily focusing on providing a high interest rate for their online CD product. Now with the interest rate, federal interest rate dropping, they have to kind of accommodating that drop, which is the adversary situation that they need to go and tell their customers. Now they don't have time. So what they're doing is using our platform is they kind of a building the car while it's on the highway. They actually have five, six channels of their digital channels closely monitored and ingested in our platform. So they're trying to find what may be the hidden signals that as we're building out our communication strategy that we're not aware of, or where are those hidden signals kind of start surfacing as we're kind of extending the product launch or this adversarial kind of pressured business decision. So they got their call center, their online chat, their survey, their community channels, their emails and whole nine yards of their digital channel Around that product, plug into our platform. So, the key nuggets of our platform is to like a hu- extension of humans' their ability to extract those hidden signals in the form of textual data or in the form of structured hotspot and et cetera, and review that. To the audience, right? To their co- uh, end users who are using so t- us. So, Derek, let me apartment. let me
0: try and put this in like two senses, and you tell me if I'm on the money or not. Uh, a, a big finance, a bank, for example. Federal interest rates because the virus have gone down to zero. They have a CD product where they're going to pay an interest rate. Call it two percent. I'm making that up. That might be attractive. They might use your platform to look at all the data they've ingested and realize back when interest rates were higher, four, five, six years ago, there was a person that did have a CD with them that then canceled it when rates dropped now might be a good time to now message those people to get them back on and they would only see that signal because they've put all the data uh, together in one spot because it's stratified.
1: Exactly, there's one side of the other side that you are saying acquisition. The other side is communication around redu- reducing the turns. Right? Now they can go into their existing customer and leveraging our platform to say, hey, how are different demographics are needing those communication strategies? Some of them high networks, high value customers they build out more executive personal reach so that Nathan, you're your value customer. We don't want to lose you. Here's why we're, why we're doing this, but here's how we can make your life easier with this transition. Or because the draw above that rate, they're anticipating a lot of people will call their call center or online chat. They can proactively understand what may be the primary concerns or questions they have building out that knowledge center that knowledge articles or the you know, talk track to kind of make sure people are easy into that process you can you, you always need to respond to the business uh, impacts but the only thing you can do is build out a better communication strategy and we are there to help them to know what they need to build in their And Derek, act. are you
0: still focused on enterprise customers? You told me last time your average customer, you know, these ACVs were around 112, dollars $150,000 a year. Is that still your target?
1: So we are looking at, we're, as the product getting more mature, we're actually going a little bit broader than that. So we have tiered pricing right now that people can start engaging us with 24000 to start, but also upwards to uh to six speakers when, when you look at your
0: sweet spot so if you look at your total revenue and then your total customer account though is it fair to say your average ACV your average annual revenue per account is still in that hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollar range yes okay got it and that you were serving so 2014 launch uh you're scaling i think my audience now clearly understands the product you'd raise 12 million dollars back then have you been able to continue to drive growth just on that 12 million or have you raised more money
1: We, uh, we were happy to say we raised another 30 million after, uh, just around mid of 2018. And, um, we're kind of chugging along a lot with that uh, capital infusion.
0: So, how is the virus impacting you? If you raised another thirty million in twenty eighteen, most founders back then were raising and only planning for maybe eighteen months of runway. Uh, now, once obviously you know the economy, people were predicting a recession in twenty nineteen because we've been on eleven year bull market. I started hearing founders planning for thirty six months of runway, and if they did that and closed, you know, three, four, five months ago, they're in a great position to ride out the virus. But you might. Be potentially you might have been thinking about raising uh, maybe in january or february of this year and the virus has thrown that off how are you considering all these things
1: so we're actually one of the guiding principles in where I, I would say this is a lesson what we always stick to is operational efficiency so we didn't really just the, the whole mantra about what value is telling you hey growth at all costs it's no longer what our operation pr- uh, principle we want to be very efficient so we raised, even though back in 2018, we're very strong right now in terms of our cash reserve and because product sells, right? So it's a very good, positive turning going forward. But you're right. So I'm looking at, and then years on the ground, listening to other founders, right now, you're basically, um, it's impossible to raise money right now because all that you can't, you don't have the in-person and whatnot. So um, we're, in a, we're in a position we're not worried about raising capital, right now what we're looking at is how can you strive after this environment because we will go out of this coronavirus. It's where we are seeing more and more company become having digital transformation. Before it was a nice to have, right now it's a must have. Everybody needs to listen to folks from the calls online because that's the only way they're communicating with the organization now. So we are actually looking at increased uh, demand of our platform in terms of number of users looking at it. Give you an example, just in the past two, two and a half weeks, when we went on full mobile work from home, our user count actually literally doubled. And where our volume count of data point is five X than before, right? This has become a, it's a very- un- Derek, sorry, what is situation. user count double?
0: What does user count doubling mean? What was it before the virus? And what is it now up to now? And what is a user?
1: So a user, so the way that it's really people who have a license to our platform and start using it in the organization. Typically, if you think about our primary user, they are the expert in the organization. But it could be so free. Even,
0: Is this a free user?
1: No, we don't have free user.
0: Okay, so only you're talking paid. Okay, so like yeah, last exactly. time you came on the show, you were serving about 30 customers. How many are you serving now today?
1: So our customers keep growing both horizontally in terms of within our organization. So we fully embrace the land, exp- adopt, and retain process. So I would say that 30 users, 80% of them already had a one or two times of upsell within the organization. And then we'll keep adding new logos, right? Since we're in an organizational setting, every quarter our goal is to three to four new logos. As we're so how many perfect. logos
0: total today?
1: So we're about 40, uh, so about 50 logos as we're going forward in the uh,
0: Closing our last quarter. And are you saying that over the past thirty days you've added like ten or fifteen new logos because of the virus?
1: No, okay, sorry, no. So uh, the the upsell of the user come in with the their internal upsell, right? Internal, their existing customers just want more licenses. I see. One more data volume. With so how stuff. many? Yep.
0: How many u- total users do you have across these fifty logos pre pre virus pre virus?
1: So pre-buyers, we're in the hundreds. Okay. And now we're over that uh, hump of uh, users. As a data analytic platform, uh, that's a lot of uh, growth in the organization. So
0: 200 plus users across 50 logos or more than 100? Uh, th- th- more than two hundred. More sure. than two hundred. Okay, so so just to be clear, yeah. put in one easy to understand sentence. You had about fifty logos paying for your platform, you know, back in February of twenty twenty. Now, because of the virus, you're seeing Stratified get used by more of that organization to the tune of more than doubling. So you have over two hundred humans inside those fifty organizations now using Stratified to some degree.
1: Yes. Yeah, so because one of the things exactly that's the right way of saying it, and um, we have more users than the two hundred. Because that's a key operational metric. I am not here to uh, kind of just dive into that. But uh, but yes, you got that direction right.
0: Okay, Top Drive. Many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use hostgator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well, and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Talk to me a little bit about the land and expand mode. Um, last time, and let's understand this from your team perspective. You had about 35 people on your team about 20 months ago when you came on, how many people today?
1: So, um, us we're about, we are about 70 people. Um, so, and, uh, globally we have another, uh, 35 people globally.
0: Okay. So, and those are all full-time. Oh, yeah. Okay. That one. So it's 105 total. Are you laying people off right now to try and preserve cash because of the virus?
1: No, we're not. It's um, really at this point, we're actually looking for good opportunities to bring talent into the team. Right? So it's, again, it's back to the operational efficiency uh, metrics that we're looking at it. So we're pretty lean as what we're serving to the customers.
0: Okay. And on the 105 people on the team today, how many of those are engineers?
1: Well, still, um, majority of the team are engineers. So what does that mean? Like 80, 90? 60%,
0: 60,
1: 60. 70%. Yep. And then we have our success team in the middle. Then we have our tip of the spear, the go-to-market team, which is very, uh, efficient in where they have been structured.
0: How many quota carrying reps do you have?
1: That's the amazing part right now. We, as of now, we have three quota bearing AEs.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. And how many customer success managers, uh, do you have any?
1: We have about, uh, that whole organization is about 10, 11 people. Okay. Both the pre-sales and post-sales in the success team.
0: The reason I'm asking these very specific questions is that it sounds like your price point and your product lend themselves very well to expansion revenue. I'm curious who you give the expansion revenue responsibility to, the AE that originally closed the account or the CSM that's been nurturing that account for the past year?
1: That's a really pointed, and very valuable question you asked. So the way that we're looking at here is, number one, you have to look into the way how you want to motivate the team, right? You want to motivate the team in the right incentive. So my philosophy is customer first. When you're a customer first, you can't get online with Nathan. All in your mind is, I need to convert Nathan to a paying customer because I'm quota bearing. So for our success team, they're actually not quota bearing. Their job is to make sure users are engaged and active, right? The upsell, the relationship is built on the fundamental. In the middle, is we need to make sure the product works the way it works. So when people, when Nathan jump on this and start using it, you'll be finding, okay, this is really valuable to me. And then we'll leave that to the procurement, leave that to the AEs to say on a quarterly basis or on a monthly basis, depends on what that is, let's chew you up. And quite frankly, at the end of the day, we don't really care about the absolute number of licenses. In a way, we're in the business to help organizations get better. So our primary goal is to onboard as many users as possible so that organization can start using it, um, and that's where it is. So in short, TSM don't, are not quarter-bearing in our organization. Don't say this can go to anybody else. It's just us. And then AEs are more primarily looking at that.
0: Okay, and so let's see how this has impacted the business. Ignoring the ten to twenty new logos you've added over the past eighteen or over the past twelve months, what is gross revenue churn been on a gross basis on your historical customer base?
1: That we we are uh, happy to say that's over a hundred percent.
0: Sorry, sorry, that would be retention. I think gross revenu- gross yeah. revenue churn over the past twelve months yep. is what
1: we lost two logos. Uh, that's because there's a lag no, on, a, on a revenue,
0: but gross revenue churn, not logo churn, gross revenue churn over the past 12 months.
1: Well, well, that's okay. So we're aligning, but that's exactly what I answered. Gross revenue churn, we're actually, we're not having a down downturn on that. It's really because upsell and No, no, expense-
0: gross. You're talking about net revenue retention when you add back expansion revenue. So I'm going to, so there's, th- there's two things that go into your net, what yeah, you're telling yeah, me, yeah. your net revenue retention is what? 110%, 120? Yep. Yeah sorry what is your what is your net revenue retention
1: so we're about 120 between 120 and 130.
0: okay so the way that you get that number is you is you take your you know you take hundred percent from a year ago yep. you add yep. expansion and you subtract contraction so what I'm trying to ask you is what was your contraction on a percent basis over the past 12 months three four five six percent gross revenue churn annually
1: Oh, oh, sorry. Yes. That's a great point. Um, we were about 3.6%.
0: Monthly or annually? Annually. Oh, wow. Okay. That's very we good. To,
1: we don't, we don't have that many churns in our, it will be bad, right? If we are enterprise and we're having a 5 to 10% churn, it will be, it will be super bad. But we keep that very, uh, to the point where very well. Got it. That.
0: So if you have 4% gross revenue churn, that means you have to have about 35% expansion revenue on that same historical cohort to get net revenue retention of about 130%. Is, yes. that, is that about how it works? Yes. Okay.
1: I see. So really, it's, a, it, it's really the sales service now mentor, right? Lend and uh, expand.
0: Yep. yep. And, and
1: the, the expansion part is where, quite frankly, is where the product needs to work. If the product doesn't work, then it's a, it's a different story.
0: To our conversation earlier, before we wrap up, taking me back to that raise you did in 2018. How much burn were you rate? Like your plan in that moment. How much burn were you raising for at that moment? How many months?
1: Yeah, so uh, you're you're absolutely right. Back then, we were looking at just an 18 to 24 months burn as as uh, where it is. Um, we were we were actually multiple uh, factors into this. It's internal more focusing on the uh, limiting the expense, limiting the cost as we're going through this process. We we'll actually have more reduction into the expense side to so that really maintain a stronger bottom line and then really to get the top line into this. Um, so that that's really prolonged our runway. And also the other piece for your audience, I would say for startups right now, look for alternative financing, right? Venture debt, looking for credit revolvers and all that. At different varying degrees of startup lifecycle, financial uh, institutes will have different instruments for you to leverage. Mm -hmm.
0: So, so Derek, you know, thirty million divided by a twenty-four month runway, right, would mean about one point two million. You know, you're comfortable burning one point two million per month. Now, if you did that or not, obviously, is up to you. But today, fast forwarding to today, are you, you know, are you still in that range, burning called a million bucks per month?
1: We're about seventy percent of what that is.
0: Okay, good. Okay, got it. So, so net burn monthly about 700 grand and you have plenty of runway left to ride out the virus. Yep. That's obviously a great spot to be in. Um, last question here. Uh, you told me again, uh, 18 months ago, 30 customers at $112,000 ACV. I think that puts you at like a $3.5 million run rate at that time. If you've now grown to about 50 customers about and about those same ACVs, that would put you at around a $6 million run rate today or five and a half to six. Is that about right?
1: That's about right.
0: Healthy, yep. healthy and, growth Derek. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, your book. That was a really good book. You, Promoting Nathan's book.
0: You, yes. you got a chance to read it, huh? Uh
1: huh, I did. Very, and I read the forward. Thank you for writing it.
0: Very good. All right. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Uh, right now is uh, um, actually a study from
0: Microsoft. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Zoom. Yeah. Number four. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh,
1: six. Actually, more regulated.
0: That's good. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids?
1: Kids. Married.
0: All right. How many kids?
1: Uh, one and one up uh,
0: on, on his wife. Oh, that's a very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. So one kid, one on the way. And how old are you?
1: I'm 36. That's all tomorrow.
0: Oh, happy early birthday, Derek. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Um, Be more upfront and be more careful when you are navigating um, the world. there's There's a lot going on there.